Hello and welcome to the Breeding Entertainment Podcast, episode 382 for January 8th, 2023. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me today, we have Andrew Rowe McFain. It's me. Yeah, uh, we will have Connor here soon. He had to go run an errand real quick, but he will be back probably before the end of the podcast. We'll, we'll see what happens, see if he gets lost on his way home. So anyway, Aroa, where can we find you? Uh, you can go to roa.website where there's stuff there. You can go to stuff. Do you want to do there? Is there is there anything specific you want to point out? I'd like to bring your attention to the specific link uh, Clinton's Core Classics and Actual Play Pathfinder Pay Play Podcast. Uh, doing also Shadowrun, Shadowrun, Shadowrun. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for your. Your excellent impression of, of our good friend, Connor. Of course, you can find me, Nathan Reen Spruth, everywhere at Reeton. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitch Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, I also post these podcasts everywhere. So if you're listening on the website or if you're on YouTube or something, uh, you can actually subscribe to the podcast on like Spotify or, or Amazon and just have them downloaded to your phone so you can enjoy us on your commute. Anyway, what games have you played this week? Um, not not a lot. Uh, I did did play. There's a uh, play test going on for a game called Sailblazers. Okay. Uh, it's a shopkeeping RPG survival thing. Oh, is, oh, Racketeer. Uh, it basically, yeah, kind of like that, but it controls and looks sort of like a, like an anime-fied Fortnite. Oh, okay. Can I can I just say how disappointed I am that they've never released a Reketeer two? I think uh, I think those devs are dead. <sighs> that sucks. That's a yeah. that's a, a a a very good game. How how is the how is the spiritual successor though? Is it good? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's all right. It, it's like, it's rough. It, you can very much tell that it is still in early stages. Uh, like there, there are some very noticeable bugs. Like people still come into your shop whenever you're closed and will buy things, even though you're closed. Uh, at least they are buying stuff yeah uh the tutorial could use a little refining because it doesn't like tell you whether or not things have to go on a shelf or if you can just put them on the floor and it's it's all very rough and unclear but that's that's fine because like the survival aspects feel okay the combat's not good uh <laughs> it feel it, it like it's trying to have this i don't know it like it's too slow it oh, feels like it should it feels like it should play or feel more like a like fortnite where you just you click and you swing your weapon but it like wants to have this charge up thing going on and like it's just it's all very very early feeling which is fine because like they haven't even put it on like it's on steam but only in the form that you can request to play test it. So like it's it's not ready at all yet, which yeah. which is fine. Um I know the online functionality works well enough. Uh which it, it it like the thing that I I think has the most potential about it is that it is eight player cooperative by default where it's you have like there are mobs out in the world so you can do pve stuff with other people but then you can also do invasions which i think is a neat idea oh nice uh so like your island can invade another island so you have like normal multiplayer 
sort of skirmish scenarios. I think it's a really that sounds weird. I would prefer. I know it's maybe maybe it's weird to me, uh, but I I would prefer like if you could invade other people's shops and just steal their shit. And like you can, that, oh, like okay. that's part of it, right? That like, it, but it's like your team also exists in your own little island. It it kind of feels like close to what they were trying to do with uh, with Fortnite, save the world, and maybe a little crossed with the. Uh, forward operating base mode in phantom pain yeah like, wasn't wasn't um for like fortnite originally was the it wasn't it wasn't the battle royale that we have right now it was like a base defending yeah mode. It, yeah it was it was like you you played a survival mode sort of thing recollected resources and then built up your essentially tower defense base and then defended it at night and the battle royale mode completely eclipsed all of that unfortunately oh yeah, oh, yeah. but like it, it kind of takes some inspiration from that and, and like i said from the the forward operating base mode in van of pain which is where you you have a base but then like the the solid snake from another dimension can come in and invade your base and you have to defend it against that solid snake or else they'll steal your resources and send them back into a wormhole to their reality uh it was it was really goofy the way they framed it but it's a it's a cool concept and like i'm i'm excited to see where it goes i hope that it actually pans out and that it's not uh it doesn't end up just kind of falling apart which is a very real possibility with it being this rough. Yeah, yeah, that's very that's a, a very real possibility. Did you play any other games besides World of Warcraft? Um, not to any real degree that is worth talking about. At least not that I can remember. Okay. So if I can't remember it, it didn't matter. Exactly. We're gonna move on. We're gonna talk to Connor, who just showed up. I, I was here the whole time, and you, you guys didn't even notice. Very, very tricky of me. You were, no, you were I, here. No. We, we. I heard you mention Clinton's Core Classics earlier. Oh, I have somebody mentioned that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, a quick shout out to Aroa, who did a great job of pouring my podcast out for me while I was not here. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, Connor, what games have you played this week? I've been playing a whole bunch of Halo: The Master Chief Collection. Uh, me and my buddy Caleb. Uh, who people might know from the Trailblazers podcast, are doing a lasso with all the new skulls that they added. And I had never done a lasso run before, so it's been fun. And by fun, I mean kind of not, stressful. Not, not really fun. I, I, I don't like putting on additional difficulty into a game. Like, all right, legendary well, mode's already difficult enough. Let's make it more difficult. Well, it's great because sometimes our strategy is we're just going to get somewhere that they can't accurately hit us and let them blow themselves up with grenades. Sometimes it takes that like does 20 work. Twenty minutes, but man, do those grunts hate their own units? The only so, time, yeah, uh, the the yeah. only time I would consider doing a lasso run would be like there was that guy that offered a ten thousand dollar bounty for beating it. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get any money for doing this. That guy. I don't know who it is. How fucking dare you? I don't... <laughs> Aroa. Aroa offered $10,000 of his no. own money. <laughs> Should we know who it is? Should we? It was. It's, it's critical. I, it's Charlie. I, I don't watch his videos or anything, my friend. Why not? I remember we about spoke about critical, it. You're talking about right? Yes. We, we, we spoke about it on the podcast. I've never we, seen a video of theirs. Never. Not once. That's so weird to me. Why? It's fine. It's fine. Did you? He's like, he's super cool. He's the best guy. Well, that's that's good for him. I just, I, I just haven't seen his videos. It's okay. Stuff happens. Plebeians. You have, you've never seen Casablanca. Anyway, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, ask Connor. Old shit, Connor. That's right. The the question you asked me. What I've been playing? I've been playing Halo (laughs) Three with all sorts of skulls on. Uh, I've been playing my Steam deck like a whole bunch this week. 
I've been so busy at work and it's it's like, okay, we gotta upgrade office and it's an important person, so sit here and babysit it in case something happens. So I've been playing The Binding of Isaac and I've got I, I just picked up this game on Steam finally, but man, have I played the hell out of this game on Switch. And kind of knowing how everything works already means you could blow through it. For example, in this last week, I've played six hours and I've gotten 134 achievements. Nice. Yeah, I've I've played a lot of Binding of Isaac in my time. It's a, it's a good game, and it runs great on Steam Deck, just like it ran great on Switch. It's such a great portable game. It is. It is pretty great. I'm actually I'm waiting for it to go on sale, like a good sale, so that I can uh, buy it for my girlfriend because I know she likes that game too. That is a good idea. Yeah. Speaking of great portable games, I've been playing Vampire Survivors, which I don't need to sing its laurels any more than it already has been. It's I picked great. up Halo Wars Definitive Edition, and it runs great on Steam Deck. I don't really know why I picked this up, other than that it was like four bucks on a Steam sale. But it runs great on Steam Deck. I'll probably end up beating it, and it's even got mods. Maybe I'll play with those. Uh, I started playing the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition. This is such a great game. Like, if somebody still hasn't played it, this is obviously the edition I recommend them. But it's such a good game. It's such a an interesting like I can't compare it to anything else other than itself. It's unique. It's good. It's 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 a it is an interesting game. Uh I have not played the ultra deluxe version. I assume that they added a lot of stuff. Oh, it's like a it's not even the same game. Yeah. It's not even close to the same game. I, I figured. Um did you play anything else, Connor? Uh Space Station 13. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this last week that I beat Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. I, that I, game is hard. I don't think you mentioned that. I don't I don't think you, you... I know you mentioned like during my stream that you were playing it, but I don't think you actually beat it by then. Uh, what, what, what class did you play? I was a sorcerer, and uh, the, the whole idea was I, I approached that game. I was like, I either want to be a good D2-Shoes paladin who's here fighting demons... Or I want to be like a demon-infused demon who's like, ah, this is where I fit in. Uh, I went with the latter. I was a sorcerer. And the whole game I was wondering, like, did I, you know, not do the right build? Maybe I, maybe I should have done it differently, but I never rebuilt my character. Uh, what I later did is built a mercenary who was all these other builds that I thought I would be. And none of them were as great as my original build. So yay me for knowing this game I've been playing for over half my life now. Yeah, I... I played that game on like normal mode and it it's crushingly difficult in some places. And I think that the it must be like with World 20 where the dice are never in your favor. You know, uh, the amount of times I rolled below 10 in a row is just like soul crushingly sad. Yeah, like I like uh Lan. Did you have Lan or did you go with uh the other lady? I went with Wendawag. Yeah. Uh, I think they're both pretty pretty similar, and uh, like Lan had a really good attack bonus or whatever, and he would just always miss. Like he would have like plus like forty, and just be like, nope, miss. Like, oh, okay, great. I, it didn't take me much customization, but I got it all set up so I could see what like when it miss or hit, it tell me what they rolled versus what they needed. Mm -hmm. And so many times it'd be like, well, it needed to be a twenty, I guess. I, I'll find something else to do with them. Yeah, yeah, I I did that as well. It's still a good game. Uh, I enjoyed it. Still a good it. game, but golly, does it put you through the grinder? But before before we move on, I want to ask you: Does Space Station Thirteen run well on your Steam Deck? You need to actually have Windows. You could host a Beyond client. That's actually the opposite of what I wanted to say. You could host a Beyond server on a Steam Deck, but you cannot run the client. That's Windows. Oh, I mean, you could install it on a, yeah, a just card run it. or something, but... Well, no, just run it. It won't run through Proton? Like it is all? my understanding that it does. It is not compatible. I know I'm not the first person who's been curious about that. Uh, hmm. when, you, when, when I look on the Discord, it doesn't yeah. seem like it's compatible. It might, it might run. You might be able to get it running, but it, it would I'm take sure a lot of be, tweaking. It would be a huge pain in the ass, though, right? Because, like... It it's not going to have controller bindings or anything. That, that game requires extensive keyboard usage. Yeah, yeah. It would be it would be like trying to play uh, Dwarf Fortress on uh -huh. Steam Deck. Yeah, like. So, 
let's move on to me and talk about the games I played, and then we'll move on to the stories. Not that we have very many stories, because apparently, uh, during the holidays, not many news stories come out. Anyway, uh, games I played this week. On Monday, I played uh, Final Fantasy XI. Did that again. Um, there is a there is a private server. I let you go on about Space Station Thirteen, Connor. You stop it. Um, I, I, you're actually the one who brought up Space Station Thirteen again. I I kind of intentionally skipped it, which uh, I only say because it's on the record. <laughs> um. So there's a private server that has just came out that that goes back to the level seventy five era of Final Fantasy Eleven. So I decided to play that and. Playing that, I'm like, wow, new games are way faster to level up than in than the in original Final Fantasy XI. Even Final Fantasy XI retail is way like they've quadrupled the amount of experience points you get, so you level up way faster in retail rather than on on this what's called era era perfect or whatever um, progression server. And uh, I'm I'm the only reason I'm doing it is because I find myself sitting at my house with nothing to do, and I don't want to. I I like playing through games on my stream, and so I was like, well, I I don't want to just like load up the game I'm playing through and play that right now, and so I I was like, I'll just do this. I'll I'll try this Final Fantasy Eleven new server that just came out, and it's it's. It's pretty cool. I'm having fun with it. Uh, I also, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, started playing through a different game uh, called... You might have heard of it. It's uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Yeah, and I might have heard of it. Might have heard of it. it once or twice. And uh, I know you 100%ed it. I and did. I know I will not be doing that. <laughs> not even a little bit. Uh, I have played through episodes 1, 2, and 3 this week, last week. Uh, I'll definitely be playing through episodes four, five, and six next week. And I, I, when I see big numbers, it, it's, it's happened since I was a kid. Um, when I was in like first grade, my teacher had like a packet of work that she would give us on Mondays. She'd come and she'd, she'd set the packet of work in front of us and be like, this is all of your work for this week that you have to get done. And I would look at the packet and then put it in my desk and not do it because I got overwhelmed with the, no the amount of stuff to do. And so my mom eventually was like, Hey, you need like talking to the teacher, like, Hey, you need to just give him one assignment at a time. And the teacher's like, but we, that's not what we do. And she's like, just give him one assignment at a time. And then after that, I started getting all my work done because I wasn't overwhelmed. I was able to do it just task by task. And uh, same thing happened in Lego Star Wars where I saw the number of uh, upgrade items. There's 1,200 in the game. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, I'm not doing all that. I'm just going to beat the games. I'll be all right. Yeah, it takes a little how, bit of time. How do you play minute. MMOs? I don't One mission know. at a time. One mission at a time, basically, yeah. Yeah, or, or like, yeah, like, I'll, I'll collect a bunch of missions. I, I've gotten better at it over time. Like, <laughs> I don't need my, like, when I was in college, I didn't need my teachers to, like, hand me a specific assignment. <laughs> like, no, 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 My math Look, class already professor. gave me... <laughs> Look, professor, just, can my mom talk to you? Can, I have your mom, can my mom talk to you? So, uh, you know, I will, I'll get a bunch of quests, and then I'll be like, okay, I, like, let's say it's like kill spiders and kill boars and kill this one. I'll just do them, you know, in order. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go focus on killing these. And then also a lot of MMOs allow you to unselect, like, the, the quests on the side. So instead of having like 10 quests on the side, I could lower it. So it'd be like, okay, this area has these quests and I'll do them. And then I'll, I'll, tr I'll start tracking the other quests. So that, that's how I play MMOs. Or I just look at it and go, no. And then I just go kill bunnies for three hours. You know, you know how it goes. 
Um, but I really, I, I still, the part of the reason why I went back to Final Fantasy Eleven is like no other MMO. Like, there's no good MMOs coming out. New World sucked. I was kind of excited for that, and then I played it a little bit, and it sucked. And Lost Ark sucked. And I'm not going to pay for WoW. Anyway. No, you're not going to pay for Final Fantasy 14? Or 14. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I had, I, I subscribed to it for another couple months a while back and was like, I can't, I just can't get back into it. I just can't do it. I don't know why. I've... I just, I wish MMOs weren't waiting for bars to finish loading. Yeah. Yeah. But then, then on Friday, I played some Overwatch and I, I, I did, I did pretty good. There's a clip I posted in the chat that, uh, I'm very proud of because I, I got May. I was playing as May, and I killed a junk rat. Then I killed the Mercy who was trying to resurrect the junk rat. Um, unfortunately, she did get the raise before I was able to kill her, but I was able to kill her. And then I used May's ult to take out two other characters, killed the junk rat again. And then I was sitting on the point capturing it, and the entire other team left. Because <laughs> I killed the entire team, and they're just like, nope, and they all left. And somebody on the other team joined and was like, whoa, did the entire team leave? And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, that was my bad, actually. And that was play of the game uh, yeah, at the sorry. end. I'm just so good at the game, you know? <laughs> I, I, I was like, I, I'm not that good at the game. I just got really lucky, and then um, at the end, my, I did a play of the game, and the person on the other team was like, hey, this is it. This is where everyone left. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's great. So uh, it, was, it was a fun night, but nobody watched me. I had, like, one person come in. Oh, it's so sad because I was doing really well, and nobody was there to watch. <sighs> anyway, uh, let's move on to some news stories. Let's start with... Let's start with Connor's news story. I think it's Connor. Um, Madden save files. Oh, right. I forgot that I posted an article on this. I saw this, and it, it got me a good chuckle, and I thought it would be a good thing to, to bring up on the podcast. Okay. Give me a second. I love there. laughing at other people's misery. Me that, too. That's a little bit of what this is. Uh, this is an article that was posted from Ars Technica. Um. Uh, Issue came out, and EA says that players should now be able to play their game without issue. However, it can't recover approximately 60% of corrupted franchise save files. Oh, so that's no. A little, that's a little bit of an oopsie-whoopsie. How? What? How? Um, ah. I don't actually know if the uh, article says exactly why, but EA says that a temporary quote-unquote data storage issue led to the corruption of many Madden 20, uh, NFL 23 players connected franchise mode save files last week. And what's worse, the company now estimates it can recover fewer than half of those corrupted files from a backup. What? <laughs> what is franchise mode? Uh, that's like where you... Uh, it's your I'm fantasy not, football. Yeah, oh, I'm not okay. positive, but it's like it's, your build-a-wrestle-boy build a mode. It's, uh, it's like the FIFA thing that everybody throws a bunch of money at to buy cards and shit oh so it's it's um i i, I think it is at least that remind is it like gm mode yeah okay basically. so where, where you like manage uh oh right, a football right team? here since its introduction in 2013's Madden NFL 25, Connected Franchise Mode has let users control a single player, coach, or owner across online leagues with friends or strangers who are doing the same, and even change who they control mid-season. The mode has been popular for the decades since, with one Deadspin writer going so far as to say, if I can't play Connected Franchise Mode, I'm not playing their terrible game. Which is fair this game is this game is terrible but i will play it if if they have franchise mode i guess uh that sounds like a really cool concept honestly yeah it's not bad i mean i would it's, if it's i liked football i would ever do you're right that, that, yeah. that that's a big prerequisite there i mean uh, I, I don't, I don't uh, go on I don't necessarily need to go through the rest of the article. EA basically told users, hey, uh, it's safe to play now. A lot of you are going to notice your saves are gone. 
sucks, don't it? Oopsie, <laughs> if only we had a backup of your save locally on your device. If you only. Know. No, you um, can't do that. People might, like, play offline or something like that. And then what do you do? I, I mean, my, my thing is I don't... I don't really care. How many times have we lost our saves over the years and just continued on? Man, I've, I've at least. Some... Well, like usually that's my fault, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, or yeah. or a uh, it's it's your sister's fault. Yeah, your, your twin like my sister mom came in. My mom came in and updated my my PS3 and, and then broke everything. Yeah, you're like, no, mom, it was modded. Yes. Yeah, that's actually what happened. I figured. I figured that's what happened. Um, it does say here at the end there was a time where the in two thousand four a PlayStation two holiday demo disc for Beautiful Joe two ended up erasing every save game on any memory <laughs> card inserted into the system. Okay, well in that case I'd probably like shit my pants. I'd be so. I'd be very sad. I'd be yeah, that that would be I'd very be sad. a little upset. That'd be a rage shit. I. When I was, you know, a, a, a teenager, I was playing Final Fantasy VIII, and we had some secondhand memory cards for my PlayStation. I had to save, like, eight times just in the hope that one of those saves wasn't going to be corrupted. Like, it was a shoddy memory card. And we were very poor, so I couldn't be like, hey, Mom, can you spend $25 on a memory card? So, uh, and yes, yes, memory cards back in the day did cost like $25, and you got one megabyte of data? Uh, Less than that. PS2 was was 8 meg. Uh, PS1 was 1 megabit. 1 megabit, yeah, 1 megabit, yeah, for the PS1. So you got like you got like what thirty blocks? I think uh, was how they formatted those. Yeah, it was it was awful. So, uh, it could be worse. It really could be worse. You could have to save multiple times just in the hope that one of them wasn't corrupted. How many times? Like if I waited like a week to play a game, like if I saved, you know, four to eight times of Final Fantasy VIII, and then I went to go play it like a week later, there was like a 20% chance that one of them wasn't corrupted. So I have restarted Final Fantasy VIII many, many times. It was not a fun experience. Anyway, we're going to move on to... To be fair, it's Final Fantasy VIII. It's not a fun experience anyways. Hey, yo. It's fine. It's fine. Wow. I don't don't hate it as much as other people do. I mean, Final Fantasy XV exists, so we, we have to grade on a curve, right? Anyway. Uh, let's move on to the next story. Not very much here, but apparently uh, Payday 3 will be releasing this year sometime. Within the next 12 months, Payday 3 will release unless it gets delayed. So who, who here is excited for Payday 3? Man, who, I, I'm actually kind of mixed. Who here yeah. wants to be excited for Payday 3? I want, I, guess I want to be excited for Day Three. Yeah, it's just going to really depend on like how it changes things and like is it good. Yeah. So yeah. The, there's a two outcomes that I could foresee happening. They and when I say they, I, I guess I mean like all the devs of Payday specifically or Starbreeze. It's I'm not sure who necessarily between those two, like the publisher and the developer, are making these calls. But if this thing is just a farm saves game, it's gonna plop and it's gonna sink. Yeah, just like dead on arrival. They're yeah. Not, when they when they fucked up Payday Two as bad as they did, if they do it again, this game is not gonna get any traction when it lands. Well, and... I can I can tell you the devs, the people who are making the game, are smart enough to know we're not gonna like if we do what we did last time, we're boned. Uh, we just need to know if management's smart enough for that. I, I mean, they're so they they're, they link to an FAQ uh, on the Payday Three Steam page uh, that was apparently posted uh, a few days ago, 
and they do mention specifically the game runs in Unreal. Yep, they they start. We spoke about that. We spoke about that uh, a while ago where, you know, a long time ago. I forget which podcast. But we, we mentioned that uh, they, they had come out and said that they're, they're working on Unreal this time instead of making their own engine or use, utilizing their own engine. Which, th- that alone is going to make a big difference in, in a lot of ways. Because mm-hmm. it, it's going to mean that making content is going to be easier. Modding the game is going to be easier. It just it, that... That I think will be significant. Um, I I just hope I hope that they don't essentially remake Payday Two in Unreal and call it a day. I I am also curious what version of Unreal they're using because I imagine when they started working on it, they were working on Unreal Engine Four. Are they going to upgrade to Unreal Engine Five? I'm sure that Epic has made it rather easy to migrate to five i don't know why they wouldn't the the only thing is uh from my limited experience and talking to some developers um you know when i was when i was working at sony is that a lot of time yes you'll be you'll be working on like unreal engine 4 right or unreal engine 3 and unreal engine 4 will come out and anything that was designed specifically in unreal engine 3 should be pretty easy to upgrade but I was like, you know, I was asking them, I was like, oh, well, why can't we just upgrade to the newest version of Un- Unreal? And they're like, we have so much, a lot of times what happens is we have so much custom code that yeah. alters Unreal that that custom code doesn't get changed or, or, or can't be upgraded easily. So then we have to go back and rewrite that code. So sometimes it's easier to just sit, stay on the older version. And yeah, I wonder if like that's going to be the... part of it. Part of the license whenever you do a professional game like not the uh not the independent developer license but if you are a real publisher and you're licensing unreal you get access to the source code so that you can modify the engine however you want mm-hmm. and yeah that is a that is a thing but i also i have little doubt that that one they're probably going to be doing as little custom tools making as they can just so that they can pump the game out as quick as possible because the company's dying. Uh, but I, I also am just skeptical that unreal four to five is going to be anywhere near as big of a hurdle as going from three to four, because I, I know that I've, I've heard and read a lot of things about how unreal three going into four was like, not oh. even close to the same thing. Like Epic in and of itself wasn't very good at providing like documentation and shit to developers for three and like didn't support it very well. And it just overall was like an all right engine. And then like four was where they learned from everything that they did with three. And that's why it, it might even be more popular than Unity at this point. Uh, at at least outside of like the indie field, where indies just kind of want a, a drag and drop sort of thing, and so they they go with Unity and a couple of asset bundles yeah. that let you that let you kind of put assets in and assign logic to them that makes them run at the player. Like, yeah. uh, I, I just uh, and then at the end of the day, I don't think it's really going to matter all that much. I know that that Unreal Five does come with with a lot of nice to have sort of things, but ultimately, it the important thing is going to be whether or not the actual game design holds up. And I think kind of akin to what Connor was saying, if they if they just do another year playing the same five levels over and over again sort of thing, then no, this this franchise is hopeless. Yeah, I'm hoping and... I'm hoping it's it's good. I'm I'm probably gonna I won't I don't think I'll pre-order it, but I'll I'll probably buy it near release time. I'm, uh especially if I I'm have just, friends. I'm going to say right now, if they add a PVP mode, that would be enough for like, you. That would be it. 
I I I think that that would be that that would completely overhaul the whole experience. Like, don't make it mandatory, of yeah. course, but I think that either a like Left for Dead style PVP mode where like one side is playing as the cops, or like I I had I actually wrote a post on the Payday Reddit a little while back. Uh, with like a uh, zombie master, I think was the the source mod, um, sort of mode where it's like the the cop the cop side is just one player, but they're essentially playing almost like an RTS. Oh, to like, deploy I, officers and stuff. Is that is that like the director in Left 4 Dead? Isn't there a the like, director is an AI in Left 4 Dead? Right, yeah, but you, you really yeah, but you would be but yeah, it would yeah. be. Right. That that's um that is how the uh that that is I, I think it's called Zombie Master. That is how that uh game worked uh back whenever that was that was a thing. Uh there was a, there was a Resident Evil game. Uh it came, the one that came with two Out, remake, maybe not three outbreak, remake. Right? I don't remember. No, no, this was much more recent. Uh, it was an asymmetrical game where you had like four or five people who were trying to essentially get through a Resident Evil level. And then you had some, another person on the other side who was looking through cameras and like spawning special zombies and could take over the individual special zombies to attack the, the survivors. I really think something like that, that makes it so that each experience, like that makes it so that the the payday crew players can't just sort of go through the motions like you yeah. need i think that human component on the on the police side to make it so that each experience is truly unique cuz that's what kept left for dead 2 what keep, still keeps left for dead 2 alive is the fact that you can have special infected that have strategies that are just beyond anything that an ai is going to come up with yeah, a lot of people really do like the PvP mode. I I think I've made my my uh my feelings pretty clear that I'm not a huge fan of PvP um in in Left 4 Dead or or anything, but I just like for for like Payday or Left 4 Dead, I just like playing through the game with my friends. Like even if it's mindless and easy, I still like just just doing that. I don't need that competitiveness in every single game I play. If it's um, fun, it, it doesn't have yeah. to like exactly yeah, it's, it's not about being competitive necessarily just that like that it makes it so that it isn't just a grind you know yeah, yeah. well no no I, but i like the option i like having the option there so if if like i'm playing with you not guys and you're like you want to do pvp multiplayer is like super popular right now it is it's so hot uh so we'll see what happens when it comes out it, it says it'll launch in 2023 at some point on steam and unspecified console platforms. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I'm going to buy that for my Xbox Series X, don't. Just buy it on PC because if Payday 1 and Payday 2 have been any indication, they are going to drop support for consoles pretty freaking quickly. Um, yeah, PC or no. Yeah, it's, 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 well, it's pretty bad on their part. I... I would say that with them working on Unreal now, though, that maybe that won't be such a big problem because Hopefully. I'm sure that a lot of why they couldn't support consoles was one, because they didn't have the budget, obviously, but also that I'm sure trying to port shit over in the diesel engine, which was already a big pile of ass. Like, I I'm sure that that only made things that much harder. Yeah. So may maybe it won't be so bad, but I'm also not going to... I'm not going to advocate for buying console games. I'm just not. <laughs> right. Right. Don't 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 be like me. Basically, don't have a PS5 and an Xbox Series X. Don't do it. Uh we're going to move on. We're going to talk about our last story. Um you guys you guys remember Cyberpunk 2077, right? Yep. Yeah, I was thinking uh, about that the other day. Yeah, it's pretty game that I 100 percented last year. Yeah, didn't you play that on your Steam Deck too? I also played it on my, Okay, I I did play it a little bit on the Steam Deck. It's playable. When hey. you have a 144 hertz monitor, that's definitely the preferred one. Uh, do, that could do that in RTX. Like, definitely do that one. But like when I'm playing D and D at my friend's house and it's not my turn, it could do it. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You rolled a you rolled a negative one. Got it. Do 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 do. Um. So. Uh, I have no idea what that thing you just did was. I don't I am know. So confused. How do you roll a negative one? No dice can go negative one. Yes, you can. You can. Uh, you can. You maybe can get. If you like. If you, you roll, you have a negative two modifier, and you roll a one. That's what oh, I was no, gonna I, say. I rolled them an imaginary number on my dice. <laughs> you, you. I think we have rolled negative numbers when we were playing Pathfinder. Okay. Yes. Let's well, not. Wait, you're not really roll rolling dice. the negative Jeez. number. I I understand what you're saying, but we're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about Cyberpunk 2077 class action lawsuit that has been settled. Uh, it is it is stupid. It is a stupid class action lawsuit. Um, this is from Destructoid. It says, uh, blah, blah, blah. CD Projekt Red finalized an agreement to pay $1.85 million to settle a suit claiming that the studio misled investors regarding Cyberpunk 2077, uh, 2077 state on consoles while not having to admit to actually doing anything wrong. So basically they... You know, cyber or uh, CD Project typical Red settlement. Yeah, typical settlement. CD Project Red was like, "We're gonna give you money and not admit that there was any any fault here." It reminds me when I got hit by a semi a few years ago, and the insurance, the other insurance company was like, "We think it's both of your faults, so nobody is at fault here, and also we're gonna pay for everything." And I was like, "That." <laughs> That sounds like it's your fault. And they're like, no, we're not admitting fault, but we'll rent you a car for two weeks and pay the $8,000 to fix your car. And I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is not the only Cyberpunk 2077 lawsuit that CD Projekt Red has had to contend with over the last couple of years. Um, so here's the thing, though. It's these investors... You know, this isn't helping people who bought the game on the consoles. This nope. like this isn't giving them their money back. This is investors being like, we didn't make as much money as we wanted to, even though uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven made like over a hundred million dollars, or something like that. Like they made lots and lots of money. Um, I don't know how much money Cyberpunk 2077 makes, but let's see. Cyberpunk 2077. How much? You're not going to get like accurate data. It make. No, I'm not going to. Okay. Well, so I guess may maybe from like in investor calls, but be rather um, like the only way. This was in 2022, and uh, Cyberpunk. When did it release? 2021 or 2020? 2020 that's okay yeah. so they said in 2022 in september it says um the revenue come to uh 378 pln or about 81 million dollars uh and attributed that primarily to cyberpunk 2077 and its console versions so uh it it did make a profit i don't i think that's just for 2022 one though because this this article was posted in 2022 so i'm not sure um how much money it made but it, it made over a hundred million dollars so before after the the edge runners anime that's true the edge uh, have you guys seen that i hear it's really good i hear it's good i haven't seen i'm not a big anime guy like i don't have anything against it it's just it's not my thing yeah I, yeah i don't i don't care about it honestly I've, I've heard good things and the one, uh, the one character that everyone hates for being a lolly, I think is a is a cool looking character. But that's like it. I only know okay. about it because she's got a big old stupid Shadowrun tattoo on her belly. So it says oh, yeah, here, there's a, there's a guy that I think it's the main character who get like there's a there was like a clip I saw on TikTok or something where he just like major fist fucks a guy right in the fucking jaw. And it's cool looking. It's probably Adam so, Smasher. So uh, it says here that they made about $301 million net profit. So I don't think that's as much as they wanted to make. I mean, um, the risk with investment, right? Like, Yeah, but that's still like, well, what I mean is CD Projekt Red, I think they were hoping that this would be like, you know, 
500 million or a billion dollar game slash game series. Like they want, they definitely wanted more than just what they got. Uh, it, but it's it not like be, they were not like it was at release. Yeah. It, and it was just not as profitable as they wanted it to be, even though it was very profitable. And so these investors are coming out and they're like, Hey, we're going to sue you. And they got a $1.85 million settlement. That's none of it's going to the players, the people who are actually affected by it. You think these investors are are not rolling in just like tons and tons of bags of money? It's it's dumb. It's dumb. I hate it. Anyway, um, it does say that they in they got a seventy percent revenue boost because of Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I yeah. guess I guess Netflix paid them a lot of money for that. No, it was a matter of uh, the cyberpunk anime was so popular that it, it directly drove people to go back and either buy or cont- or resume playing the game. And and they have done so many updates in the last three years that it's. I would say that's worth it. Like the, the cyberpunk 2077 when it came out and I played it on my PC was pretty okay. Uh, I didn't experience a lot of the bugs that a lot of people did and they've ironed out a lot of the stability issues and optimizations and, and made it it's playable on a steam deck. Maybe not, you know, as playable as on Connor's new computer, but still it's really playable. And so it, it's like it should have been at release. If they would have released it in this state, uh, I don't think that we would be talking about this because they would have had, you know, actual good gameplay. Uh, I I don't know about the console versions. I still think that the Xbox One and PS4 versions probably should have got canned. They should have. Like, they were just not powerful enough to run this game. Anywho, uh, that's our stories. That's our stories. Those are our stories for this week. I want to thank you for being here, Aroa. Oh, yeah. Um, I, was, I do uh, have an honorable mention. You have an honorable oh, yeah. mention. Do you, you guys know what Dungeons and Dragons is, right? Uh, no. Yeah. Can you explain it to me in extensive detail? Okay. Oh, this is a it's fantasy a game. game. No, no, I know. No, I know. I, I, it's a game where a bunch of nerds get together in a circle and then they summon Satan in the basement, right? Oh, like yeah, I can't beat that. That's a good description. Oh, like uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's Stranger you know Things. How, Got it. You know how this product survived for like fifty something, almost sixty years now, and and like I always had the saying where something survives like you know that long and stays. I'm not gonna say popular, but like no, I guess popular is the right word. It's been a popular product this entire time. Oh yeah, they're fucking everything up. And they're fuck. Do you, do you know how you get that status? Is you let people build onto it for you. It's the same thing that like the Elder Scrolls has done to stay popular. Don't tell or, me they're getting rid of the open license. That's exactly what's happening there. Oh my fucking god! Yep, and the internet's in a big old stiff about it. So how do you? So so you so back. you decide you decide to one oh, oh, to oh. to retcon the term race out of the game. Which, like, okay, fine, I get it. You want to, like, be as PC as possible. And, like, I'm not somebody who hates on being PC, but, like, feel like that's just, like, trying too hard to pander. But, but on top of it, now you're going to shit on your customers. Let's back up here. Let's back up here. Some people who are listening to this might not know what Connor is talking about. Like they, okay. they might not know what the open li- why you're getting upset about the open license being gone. So can you uh, explain to people who might not know what this in what this entails? I would be happy to. The open game license, which I think for the rest of the time on for the the end of this, I'm going to refer to as the OGL, is the reason why things like um your old favorite Wizard magazine from the '70s, or uh, for a more modern reference, Pathfinder, for example, can exist. It took this basic rule set that Dungeons and Dragons was able to create, and it said, "Hey, you want to expand in our world? Go ahead. You could even publish it as long as it follows the the terms of this agreement." And oh, everyone so, in the world, yeah, go on. So you're talking about like the uh, the Know Your Role WWE D20 game? 
uh, there's a good chance if it's based off the uh, most likely 3.5 or 4.0 or what, like if it's based off one of the editions of D&D, it very well might be under the OGL. Yeah. And what D&D is saying is, nope, no more of that. If you want to play a module, it's our module. And they're making this system called 1D&D that now's not the time to get into that part, but they're trying to basically... I think a lot of people are worried that this is going to retroactively make a lot of products unavailable, and that's not how a license not, works. No, no that's no. impossible. Yeah, I, someone, I, yeah. It's, there was a, a discussion I was having where somebody was pretty adamant that this was going to quote unquote ruin everything, and it's not going to change anything. It's it's going to make a lot of people mad at Hasbro slash Wizards of the Coast, but it's not going to change anything. Well, it's not going to change anything immediately. Um, there could be a, like, like I know that they're getting rid of that license. So what if that, what is the, does the license expire at some point? So when you grab that license, is it good for 10 years, 20 years? Uh, or is uh, that's not, I don't think that's really how it works. I think it's more akin to like the creative commons license. Okay. Yes. I assume it's for the life of the publish. Like, like if you, if yeah, you got the... it before it was changed, you got it. Okay. The key thing the key thing here is going to be does that retroactively affect previous editions of D&D? I don't think it should. Uh obviously I'm I'm not a lawyer, but I would imagine that this is going to start with whatever the next edition of D&D is, maybe even the current one, I don't know. Um is it 5 which, or is it 6 right now? It's 5, right? Uh I, they're on 5, they're moving forward, to, they're calling it 1D&D, which is they're doing the same thing Microsoft did. It's dumb. Again, now is not the time to talk about that. Though we'll, we'll, I'll bring this up again in a later podcast. I can't wait to watch my TV on Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, it's funny because I play Dungeons and Dragons on a TV usually. Like <laughs> but, we have one flips ninety degrees. Anyway. Um, I I don't obviously I'm not a I'm not a fan of this. I I don't know exactly what it's going to entail. We're not lawyers. But you're probably correct in in so far as like anything that was previously made will continue to be able to be made and and sold, but they won't be able to make any more modules for it. Possibly, probably not for sixth edition. It yeah. is is going to be my guess. I would have to look into it more, but I would bet that starting with with D and D one or whatever you want to call it, but at this point. Any future modifications, any future games based on the D&D rule set will likely have to be based on 5th edition on back or do what most smart people are probably going to do and just base their games off Pathfinder. That's probably what's going to happen is Pathfinder 2nd edition is going to get a whole lot more popular. But I think you are incorrect in that they're getting rid of the OGL. So that means no more new content can be made referencing it. They they want to lock down their IP, which is... I would wonder, though... If that's if, legal? Yeah, that, that's well, going to be where lawyers yeah. are going to talk about it in the room. Yeah, because I, I, yeah. I would wonder... It, it depends on, like, how that works. Because if the game itself is licensed under that OGL, they can't retroactively revoke that license. Mm-hmm. But... Um, they yeah, could I guess probably just, preventing they, new licenses. Yeah, no, so I'm, yeah, they 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 would it would be a matter of like so maybe you can't you wouldn't be able to make a game that is directly like references the intellectual property involved in the game, but you would be able to I would I would think well, build games off of that rule set. I wonder if it is similar to what happened with uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Where, I, I would wonder that too. Where I, in that game, in case you're you're wondering what I'm talking about, uh, is they they had the games released, then there was a huge legal dispute, and uh, basically they said the the lawyer said you can keep selling the game, you can keep the servers on, you can provide security updates, but you cannot add any new content. And I wonder if that's going to be how it goes going forward with Dungeons and Dragons. So like if I have a module that I've created or or uh you know know my role or know your role the the WWE uh wrestling D20 game 
um, I can't add anything new to that. Like, I can't come out with, like, an expansion or, like, a, a new bestiary or anything. I don't know. So, so I have one unfortunate update, by the way, which I know Reeton's going to hate. Um, you know that game, Knights of the Old Republic? Mm, that was done under the OGL, wasn't it? That's under OGL, baby. Well, which means Disney has just entered the chat. See, they yeah. they might want to keep their OGL if if that's something that uses their their property, or they could scrap it and they could rewrite it all in Unreal Five or whatever. But that well, is a genuine thing to think about. I bet I bet what happens there is that Disney just goes, okay, what do we pay you so that we can continue making this? Or, well, they do that, and then they go, okay, how much money is this game going to make, and is that going to be worth it? Well, and, and I don't... Not, then they can it. Well, remember... they they're... rewrite the rule set. Remember, for, for Night of the Old Republic, um, the, 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 the remaster that they're making, I doubt that they... Uh, are using yeah, it's probably that. It's going to be like a real time RPG thing. It's you, it, yeah, it's right. going to be. It, it's not going to be like Knights of the Old Republic was on the original Xbox and PC. They're they're not using D and D rule set. It, it's going to be like Dragon Age two or something uh, like that. It'll, it'll be more like Kingdom Hearts. Ah, uh, yeah, it I'd probably. You hate to hear I'd play it. The shit but... out of that. Yeah, that's well, as long as it's not that. like Kingdom Hearts three, don't make it like Kingdom no, Hearts. No, it, it would be. It would be like Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So it's exactly. just like you press attack three times and then press triangle and watch a cutscene until all the enemies die. Yeah. Yes, it would be Soul Calibur Six. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that sucks. But you're probably I, I just figured that I should bring that up. I'm I'm kind of our resident table jockey here. Yeah. And, uh... So related to that, um, what about like what do you do you think that affects like mods to like old uh, games like like Neverwinter Nights and stuff. Yep, it was made under OGL. I'm uh, just like like that mean that like is it Wizards of the Coast? Do they own that? Is yes, that yeah, that's yes, Wizards, that is of, the Wizards of the Coast. So that is their own property. There, like I imagine, if you're well, not say, like, like publishing it, 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 like if you're making a mod for yeah. free, you're probably good. But well, if it's something you're you doing for profit, you say that you say that, but look at yeah, look at what's happened true. with Warhammer fan projects. <laughs> Well, Warhammer true. swings the banhammer particularly hard because they hate their own fan base, I guess. But yes, you're right. I guess I shouldn't say you're safe because you really aren't. You're never safe. Not with not with giant not with monolithic corporations. Not when you have companies like Nintendo and whoever does Warhammer, I don't know. Like as long as those companies are around, you're not safe. Game like, Forge? You, you have to have Games Workshop. Yeah, Games Workshop. Games Workshop, that's it. Uh, you have to have companies like Sega. Because Sega, mind you, has come out and publicly said, go ahead and make your weird fucking fan shit. We don't care. You're cool. <laughs> just stop. Please stop mailing it in. Our <laughs> mailroom is just full of OC Sonics. <laughs> we we gave you the fucking game where you could play as your OC. Please, just <laughs> just Stop. And you're like, we want more. And, and, and Roa just keeps He's like, I've spent so much on postage this year. Why uh, do I have to play as Sonic in Sonic Frontiers? I want to play as Blonic. Listen, we had to hire someone full time to take these envelopes and printouts of Sonic OCs and incinerate them. And it's currently powering 60% of Osaka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, so that sucks. They're probably going to move on to Pathfinder. Uh, Pat, either Pathfinder one or two. I'm not sure if two's taking off. I have one no idea. One is the OGL, so two is the the one to survive out of this. But oh, I already right. got everything I want from Pathfinder, so haha, Shirai, you are. And then, uh, you know, we'll we'll see if if people start going with uh, the the D six system or GURPS. Isn't GURPS a thing? Yeah, GURPS, GURPS is gonna is come back. I mean, you you joke, but it, it potentially could. I'm hey, I'm not joking. That's what Fallout One and Two are based on, and those games are great. No, it's not. Or, it's or not. it is not based, based on, on GURPS. GURPS. It so uh, it was supposed to be based on GURPS. The license holder decided at the last minute that hey, this is way too fucking violent. We don't want 
our system represented with this. And so uh, the Fallout devs created the special system. Oh. it's yeah. it's It resembles but is legally distinct from. I see. Yeah. So uh, GURPS might make a comeback uh, or, or people will just start using the special system. We'll see what happens. I, I have a little bit of a best case scenario where everyone's like, well, I want to play tabletop games with my friends. Why don't I pick up an army of Warhammer, huh? Nah. Huh? <laughs> All you need is $3,000 and a right. lots, of, lots of time to paint your minis. That friend of mine who I've been playing Halo with, I, I know that he's like, he, he's into one of the factions specifically. They're called the Tau. They're kind of like the space mech army. How do you get Are, into the tap? Well, I guess they got like didn't they get buffed recently? They got a cool buff. They're, they're they're doing pretty damn well actually. Uh, yeah. But but he just knew he liked the army that had like the space mechs in it. Somehow we learned a whole lot about that, but like nothing else about the world. So I, I, I keep like on that. being like, hey, we should play a tabletop simulator. Yeah, and yeah. Then I think we're at the point where we should. Uh, Close out the podcast. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, we're just we're just kind of we're doing the the like three guys who started a podcast in the basement sort of thing. Now we're just talking. Yeah, we're, just we're doing that. Having fun with the boys. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for being here. Uh, thank you, Aroa. Yeah. And thank you, the Marty Janetti of the team, Connor. I was here and on time, and I don't know what Marty Janetti is. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that means. And I and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. 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 I hope I shouldn't be offended. <laughs>